Hallelujah. Everybody say, I trust him. Do you trust him tonight? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. He's been faithful. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you, God's already touched your body in some way in these meetings? Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Tell us what he did for you. That old knee. Yeah. What did he do for you? It was swollen and sore and not anymore. That's a nice, that's a nice little catchy verse there. It was swollen and sore, but not anymore. Praise the Lord. Who else? Who else? God did something for you, sis, the other night. Your knees don't hurt anymore. Isn't that wonderful? Praise the Lord. It's good not to hurt. It's good not to hurt. Pain is bad. Amen. Praise the Lord. Some people say no pain, no gain. My pastor always said no pain, no pain. Amen. Who else? Somebody in the back, you said, yes, sir. You're back as well. Praise the Lord. You can go to sleep on your back. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. Good to sleep well. Hallelujah. Without pain. Amen. Who else God did something for you in these meetings? Yes, sir. You're back as well. Yeah, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Who else? God did something for you already in these meetings. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And he's working in you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Well, we have to, uh, you know, the Bible says, and we, we said it briefly uh, yesterday. Well, let me, uh, let me tell you about the table first, and then I'll jump into that. Praise the Lord. I want to tell you just about a few things that we have left on the table. I'll put it that way. Uh, this is uh, two messages by my husband that, uh, uh, that impartation we got from the Lord through his word and through putting his word into practice in our lives that absolutely changed our lives forever. And it's, uh, he calls it, you could be a faith giant if you only had a shout. You could be a faith, anybody want to be a faith giant? Smith Wigglesworth said basically that same statement. He said some people would be faith giants. Some people would be faith giants if they only had a shout. Amen. If they only had a shout. The Bible has so much to say about rejoicing and shouting and being glad. Amen. It's not about a personality. It's not about, uh, you know, just some people are more enthusiastic than others. We're told to rejoice. Amen. There's something about it because the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. It's your strength. It's not like strength. It is strength. The joy of the Lord, he didn't compare it to strength. He said it is strength, and it's the joy of of the Lord. Amen. Not just you being joyful, but it's the joy of the Lord. You tap into that on the inside of you, the greater one on the inside of you, and begin rejoicing before you see something happen. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. The Bible says that uh, even though we don't see him, we believe. We love him. Amen. And we believe him. Praise God. Even though we don't see We love him. We believe him. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then we rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Then the next verse says receiving the end of our faith. Amen. 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 Bible tells us having done all to stand, stand. Amen. I think some people are standing before they've done anything. (laughs) 
They say they're standing. They've not looked in the Word. They've not found Scripture. They've not begun to thank God for what He already said. They're just saying, well, I'm standing on the Word. Amen. What Word are you standing on? What? What? Huh? Well, I'm standing on the Word. What Word? (laughs) Amen. And then we rejoice because it's done. Hallelujah. It's a demonstration. Praise is not just, um, you know, what we do at the beginning of a service. Praising and rejoicing is because we trust Him. The Bible says in Psalms, those that trust Him, put their trust in Him, rejoice. Why? Because we believe it's done. Amen. Amen. And uh, God showed us some things about rejoicing before we saw the answer, and I'm telling you, it changed our lives. Hallelujah. So uh, you could be a faith giant if you only had a shout. There you go. Praise the Lord. And uh, then uh, this is a, a simple message really on, on our words. I am, uh, you know, we, we've traveled with Brother Hagen's ministry for, for 10 years. Uh, I've been associated with, affiliated with, if you will, followed that ministry for many more years than that because it changed our lives. Not just because it's a man, but because the message that unveiled the word to my heart <laughs> changed my life. And uh, so this uh, is a single message on CD called You Can Build Your Life with Legos. You can build your life with Legos. Legos is a Greek word. Kind of sounds like logos, but it's different. It's Legos. And it's the last, uh, when Jesus said in Mark chapter 11, you'll have whatsoever you say. That last word say is the word Legos. And it means to lay forth in a systematic way. To speak in a systematic way. And so it means to build with your words, not just to repeat things. When we we talk about confession and when we talk about speaking God's word, we're not just talking about repeating things. A parrot can say, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free, and still be in a cage. Amen? You can say, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, and still be sick. It's not a magic formula. There's a purpose in our confession because it's out of the abundance of our heart. Amen. And so this will help those of you who maybe have an issue with uh, what's the big deal about words? Why are you picky about words? I'm picky because Jesus is picky. Amen. Amen. I'm not picky because another man's picky. I'm picky because God's picky with words. He's very on purpose with his words. Amen. He doesn't throw words around. And he doesn't go, oh, I didn't mean to say that. I meant to say this. (laughs) And so we've been constantly working on our words. And and the reason is because there's purpose in it. Amen? It's not just a magic formula. It's God's purpose in our life. And if we want God results, we need to do things God's way. Amen? So this will help you. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Praise God. And then uh, we have a few DVDs on the table. And uh, they're a lot of fun because we look different years ago. They're getting better with age. Hallelujah. This is called There's No Place Like Home. And uh, this talks about expectation and hope. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And uh, it's uh, just some good insight on getting your hope in the right place, getting a better, the right perspective on hope. Hallelujah. Because there's a great force in hope. Amen. Why? The Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. So hope must be necessary and have a proper position someplace in your faith. Amen. Sometimes faith people have thrown hope out because they think, well, we don't need it. We got faith. But faith gives substance to things hoped for. 
Amen? Which means expected. Amen. Who would like to have this DVD? There you go. Praise the Lord. So hope gives, I'll, I'll go ahead and just touch on that for a minute. Because uh, in order for God to do greater things for us and in us, we, I'm, I'm convinced uh, for the most part, it's not really a faith problem as much as it is a hope problem, an expectation problem. If faith is the substance of things hoped for, if you have no hope, what will faith give substance to? Amen. And I think a lot of us have tried to use faith with no hope. We've had great desire, but we have not had great expectation many times. And desire and expectation, we touched on it last night, desire and expectation are completely different. Amen. People can desperately want to be healed and at the same time not expect any change. People can desire greatly to be healed. Beg, desire, want, cry, wail. I want to be healed and not expect it. We were um, in a meeting uh, in the northern part of the U.S. And um, there was a woman there who had an eye uh, issue where she couldn't read anymore, couldn't read her Bible anymore. And um, corrective lenses weren't helping and and, uh, she couldn't read her Bible and she was frustrated and so she came for healing. And uh, we ministered to her, laid our hands on her and I said, now go back to your seat, pick up your Bible and read it. And she looked at me kind of funny, like, seriously, like now? I said, yeah, go do it. Well, just like that man we read about at the pool of Bethesda had enough sense to say, okay. (laughs) So she did. She went back. She picked up her Bible. And uh, she was, you know, with a little trepidation at first, honestly. she's, She's just doing what she's told to do at first. And she just starts, she starts looking at it. And you could tell she's trying to focus, you know. And uh, she's looking, all of a sudden she says one word, kind of slowly, and then the next word, and then all of a sudden she's starting to read, and she's reading louder and louder and louder, because she got happier and happier and happier, (laughs) and she could read again. Glory to God. Just like that. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. She let something happen. Amen. And, And let that hope go ahead and rise. Amen. Now we were uh, just a, about a week later in another service in another state, and uh, actually we were at my uh, my sister and brother-in-law's church, and they pastor in Chicago in an Italian community, and so they've got lots of Italians in their church, and so on Sundays they do everything in English and Italian, and then on uh, their midweek service they do it all in English. They've got some people who come from other places that you know aren't all the Italians, and so they almost have two churches. <laughs> But uh, nevertheless, um, there's some uh, sweet old Italian ladies in their church. Every time we see them, you know, they, they, they give us, you know, the two-cheek, you know, kisses and all that. And, and they got the real strong accents, and I love it. So i got to tell you this lady because she has the accent, so I can't talk about what she did without doing the accent. So forgive me. But uh, she had basically the same issue. She said, I can't read my Bible. Every time we see her, she goes, how's your mother? How's your mother? You know, <laughs> I love your mother. I love your mother, you know. And so uh, she came up. She says, I can't read my Bible. I can't read more. I got to read my Bible, you know. 
And so uh, we ministered to her by the laying on of hands. Now I said the same thing to her as I said to the other lady. I said, go back, pick up your Bible and read it. And she goes back to her Bible. She goes, oh, Jesus, please heal me. Please, Jesus, you know I love you. You know I love you. you know I, need I said, read your Bible. <laughs> I said, open it up and read it. And she, she opens it. She goes, oh, Jesus, you know I need to read my Bible. And she's got her eyes closed and begging. Is she expecting anything to change? No. No. This isn't magic. We need to cooperate with God. Amen? Faith receives from God. We don't beg. I said, sister, stop. We've already, we've already ministered to you. The power of God went into you. Now act like it. Do it. Oh, Jesus, you know I need to read in my Bible. Please, Jesus, heal me, please. I said, stop it. I said, stop asking. She never would read. I can't help it. Jesus can't help her. At that point. Amen. I said, Jesus can't help her at that point. He's already ministered to her. She won't, she won't receive it because really she didn't expect any change. She wanted it desperately. You can't fault her for wanting it. Amen. The want was there. The desire was there. But there was no expectation of change. If there was expectation of change, she would have at least looked at her Bible. Are you with me? So how many times we've got to be honest with ourselves. Amen. When it comes to receiving healing, we've talked about many methods of receiving healing, that there are different methods of receiving that because God loves us so much, there's not just one way to receive. Hallelujah. We sometimes get kind of tunnel vision of we think this is the only way, like prayer is the only way. It's not the only way. Laying out of hands, that's not the only way. Amen. Standing on just the word, that's not the only way. They're all ways. But they all require a response to him in faith. Amen. Hallelujah. God's not going to do life to you. He wants to do life with you. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so our expectation then, you see, uh, as I said, sometimes I, I believe that we don't really have as much of a faith problem as we have an expectation problem because faith comes. It wakes up when you hear the word. God said it would. Amen? But hope is up to us. Expectation, you set that level. For example, if expectation was on a meter like a thermometer, right? It can be high, it can be low, right? It's like the temperature outside. We would have liked it to be a little higher, but it's been low, (laughs) right? It's not, it doesn't just stay in one place. You can't just say, it's spring, it's just going to be 68 for the rest of the, you know, spring. No, no, it could be 48. (laughs) (laughs) It could be less, it could be high. And haven't we been told pretty much all our lives not to get our hopes up? Right? Why? Because we don't want to be disappointed. But if you think about it, you have to be schooled into um, low expectation (laughs) and no hope. 
Because when you're a kid, how many of you realize you, you got hope out the door, out the window, up over th- through the roof, right? Anything's possible. Isn't that right? And so you have to be told by your parents, don't expect too much. <laughs> and we do, and our parents do that because, why? Because maybe they couldn't deliver. Maybe they didn't have the means to give you something. Maybe it wasn't logical. Maybe, and so instead of saying just no, they would say, don't get your hopes up. Which, did that help? No. We got our hopes up anyway and learned when we didn't get something, oh, that's why they said don't get your hopes up. Disappointment hurts. And now that I know disappointment hurts, I'm going to guard myself from ever feeling that way again. Therefore, I would like to have something, but I don't expect it. The problem is, if you do that with God, We're wrapping things up tonight. We're tying it all up today. We're putting a bow on it, all right? We're going to leave here with nothing undone. (laughs) See, if you do that with God, if you don't get your hopes up thinking he'll disappoint, what you are doing is guarding your heart and closing off your heart, but that's also where faith is. And you're saying, I'm going to shut this part off and I'm still going to believe God. Mm. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, expected. You've got to be willing to expect. Without it, you will not get very far. And, and you can have two people in the same church. Or you can have two people. For example, I'll, I'll give you those two women who needed to read. Identical issues. Right? They both heard the word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. They both had desire. One received, one didn't. And it wasn't a faith issue. It wasn't a desire issue. It wasn't that they didn't hear the word. It was that one expected it and the other didn't. And if you have had failures in the past, the enemy will use it against you Amen? He will try to use it against you and say, oh, don't expect much. You know, it didn't work last time. Or it didn't work yesterday. Or you didn't get anything yesterday. Uh, don't, don't expect much. Uh, after all, you know, you can just stand on the word for 20 years. He's a deceiver. He doesn't play fair. He's cruel. And he's mean. And he will use things against you. Amen. But what happens if we let our expectations rise? See, if your expectation is low, and basically you could say it this way, faith produces what expectation is looking at. And expectation or hope in the Bible, you could say it this way. I heard uh, Brother Marty Blackwelder give this uh, definition. I've never been able to improve on it. I think it's excellent. Uh, Expectation in the Bible or hope in the Bible is an expectation of a future certainty. A future certainty. Why? God cannot lie. 
cannot lie. So expectation isn't just desire. I mean, uh, hope isn't just desire. It's an expectation of a future certainty. But it still is in the future. Faith will give it then substance. Faith will bring it into this realm. It's not trickery. It's not magic. It's not a play on words. It's reality in the realm of the spirit. So if faith is the substance of things hoped for, if your hope is low, what will faith give substance to? Where that is. All the faith you have. You may have great faith, but only it gives substance down here. Because your expectation may be low. But what does it cost you to raise your expectation? It costs you nothing to raise expectation. Amen? And if your expectation is high, same amount of faith will produce way up here. So I said I'm not convinced. I'm convinced it's not so much a faith issue because faith comes when you hear the word. God is faithful. He did not lie. He said faith will come when you hear the word. But will you allow your hope, your expectation to rise? So that faith has something to sink its teeth into. Hallelujah. Let that sink in for just a minute. Let it marinate. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Look with me to Mark's no, excuse me, Matthew's Gospel, the 14th chapter. I told you last night we're going to talk a little bit more about, minister to you some more about how to keep your healing, how to keep it. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Whether it's from these meetings or tomorrow or the next day or next month or the next time you receive something from the Lord, you need to hang on to it. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Hold your place there in Matthew chapter 15. Go with me first to Mark Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. Praise God. Pastor, thank you again for having us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Good to have, be able to have four days. Amen. We couldn't have done this in a day. No. It takes sometimes, you know, line upon line. Sometimes it takes just, you know, a, a little breakthrough here, a little breakthrough there. Amen. I know some of you can have only been able to come maybe tonight. It's been the first time you've been able to come. Others have only been able to come one night. But those of you who have been coming, God's doing something in your heart, isn't he? Amen. And so when your pastors have these kinds of meetings, remember that. <laughs> Amen. Remember that. And tell, and tell the other folks in church, you, you ought to come to all of them. Amen. Is the next meeting you're having, special meeting with the Hoskins, is that the next one? Don't miss it. Don't miss this next meeting in June with Jay and Tammy Hoskins. Amen. We all need saturation in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And they just, they just bring something special. Hallelujah. There, there's more in him to experience. Amen? 
Praise God. We all need those times in the presence of the Lord so that we can continue that. And so when we talk about keeping your healing, it's going to be the same thing after they're gone. How do you keep that presence going in your life so it's not just a special meeting? Amen? What do you do when some of these special gifts come in and then they go? They're to leave an impartation in you and in the church. Amen? They're not meant to be just a week long of meetings. They're meant to leave an impartation in all of us. Praise the Lord. Amen? Glory. So Mark chapter 4, most of you are familiar with this, is the parable of the sower. A sower went out to sow seed. Amen? Some fell on this kind and that kind and that kind of ground, you know, four different types of ground. And Jesus spoke in parables to the masses. To the crowds of people, he spoke in stories, in parables. But it wasn't until he was alone with his disciples that they began to ask questions. And uh, it wasn't until they asked questions that we have a really deep teaching of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. He spoke in generalities to the masses, but the ones who really wanted to know something would ask a question. God loves questions. <laughs> loves them. Amen. Not doubt, but questions. Questions because you expect to hear an answer. That's faith. God, teach me about this. Talk to me about this. I don't understand it. Explain it to me. And so that's what the disciples did constantly. Jesus talked about sowing, you know, and then sowing seed. And they got back with him and said, you weren't really just talking about farming, were you? Was there something more you're trying to tell us? And Jesus said this. Uh, verse 11. And he said to them, To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside, all things come in parables. Aren't you glad we can get the inside information? Amen? So he said to them in verse 13, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? So he's about to tell us this is the key. If there was, you know, if there's a code, there's a key, right? Um, and so there's something that unlocks things. And so he said, this is a key. Praise the Lord. The sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. The wayside of where the word is sown. The word sown in the field, but these are the ones on the wayside of the field. They're not in the field. <laughs> Amen? They're on the way to the field. You know, like if, if there's a, a, a seed truck that's going out to, to uh, plant seed, and some of the seed, you know, because the truck's jiggling, it falls out on the, on the driveway, on the side of the road. And so there's some seed that, that gets scattered. Well, the farmers aren't going to go out and water that. It's a waste of time. Right? He said it's a waste of time. So the pastor's not going to, you know, uh pastor's not going to go after the wayside people. He's not supposed to. If they don't want in, they don't want in. Amen. <laughs> Just getting serious tonight. <laughs> it's truth, isn't it? These are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown when they hear Satan comes immediately immediately and takes away doesn't try he takes it takes it away 
takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who when they hear the word immediately receive it with gladness and have no root in themselves and so endure only for a time. Afterward, after that time, when tribulation or persecution comes for the word's sake, Tribulation and affliction uh, means pressure from circumstances. When pressure from circumstances come, immediately they stumble. Who did the stumbling? They did. Did God take something away? No. Did the devil take it away? No. Because of the pressure from circumstances, suddenly they wavered, they stumbled, they caved, they gave in, they quit. These are the ones who have no root. You can almost, you can start locating yourself, can't you? You think, well, how long do I usually keep something? Do I cave at the first re, 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 resurfacing symptom? Because notice it says when pressure from circumstances comes, it comes to everybody. We have opportunities. Brother Hagin used to say, you know, I hadn't taken an aspirin in 50 years, 60 years, whatever. He said, but I passed up some marvelous opportunities to be sick. (laughs) I've passed up marvelous opportunities to be sick. Amen? But some people, as soon as a symptom comes, they, they, they immediately go through the scenario of, oh, I know what that means. That means that I'm going to be on my back for a certain amount of time or I'm going to be in the bed for a certain amount of time or I'm going to be in the bathroom for a certain amount of time. Come on. When pressure comes, they cave. They stop. Oh, I know how this goes. Well, does it have to? No. No. Let the word take root in you. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now, these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things entering in, entering in, choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. In other words, the word was being fruitful. But other things entered in along with. The thorns grew up with the word. In other words. And choked it. It was it has root. Amen. But other things entered in. If they don't enter in, guess what? You're home free. Do they have to enter in? No. What do we do? We take captive those thoughts. Glory to God. Make them obedient by speaking to them. Praise the Lord. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit. Some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. Hallelujah. So we can be any type of, of ground, really, on any given day, to be honest with you. Amen? Because sometimes you're just more attentive to the words than other. Isn't that right? There are some seasons of your life you've got a lot of distractions, a lot of cares going on. You could be that third type of ground. Other times, you know, you're like, I am focused. 
Other times, you think, well, I've heard this before. I got this. And really, you don't realize you don't have a lot of root if you think, ah, I already got this. I already know this. Listen, if I already know something and God sees fit to tell it to me again, there's a reason I need it. Amen? We kind of think sometimes like we did in school. If you were like me in school, you're like, uh, teacher, will this be on the test? <laughs> well, I need to actually know this information, right? Because if it's not on a test, I'm not going to put it in my brain. I'm going to clutter up my brain with stuff I don't need. But really, if you think about it, everything that comes across the pulpit here will be on the test. Because life is the test. Life is the test. It comes to everybody. You can't say, man, I'm a faith person. How come I got tested? Because you're a person <laughs> in the earth. And there, there are tests all the time. But notice he said when persecution comes or when pressure from circumstances comes, there's a type of ground that gives in. You don't have to. Pressure comes to everybody. The fourth type of ground doesn't care. Amen? Don't let the cares get to them. Don't let the pressures get to them. They're going, ah, oh, no, I know something better than that. I know this works. And I'm producing fruit. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. You know, a bodybuilder, um, um, weightlifters, bodybuilders, you know, uh, they're not born strong. It's not like, you know, a baby's born and you go, oh, weightlifter. Bodybuilder, look at him. No. Muscles are developed on purpose by resisting weight. <laughs> Amen. But the bodybuilders are so into it, right, that they're on purpose building certain muscles. And so they'll, you know, they'll resist weights in all different ways to build certain muscles. And they know even if it hurts, it's building something. Right? And they're not afraid of it. They're like, watch what I can do. <laughs> right? Put some more weight on there. Go ahead. Why? It's building strength, building muscle. And they're like, bring it on. Isn't that right? And then we go, what? Wait, no. <laughs> but I'm a faith person. I'm not supposed to go through anything. But you've got the answer. You've got the answer. Praise the Lord. So, go to Matthew chapter 14. Praise God. Matthew chapter 14. Right after the feeding of the 5,000, verse 22, says this, Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea. He, he sent the disciples ahead of him. Right? How's he going to get there? The boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. The boat was already in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Say it was wavy. 
It was windy. Say it was wavy. It was windy. All right. You got it? Got the picture? Now, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. What kind of sea? Wavy and windy. Jesus is walking on the sea. They're in the middle of the sea. He's, been, he's walked all the way to the middle. Wavy, windy. All right? When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a ghost! And they cried out for fear. Sure you would. <laughs> Somebody walking on the water is not normal. We look at these things so much in light of what we, you know, well, we know it's Jesus. Yeah, but if you saw it, that's not normal. <laughs> no wonder they cried out for fear. But Jesus said, be of good cheer. It's me. Don't be afraid. Incidentally, Jesus said, he didn't say ignore fear. He said, don't fear. Do not fear. So if Jesus said, do not fear, guess what? You don't have to. And you're not supposed to. Fear is a choice. It's not an emotion that you just have to have. I think some people think that fear is just a normal thing of life. And uh, if I have fear, then I just have to endure it until, it until it's over. No. He said, don't fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. He has not given us a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. It's not okay to fear. Amen. <laughs> and fear is one of those things that will make your expectation and your hope fall. Amen. So he said, be of good cheer as I do not be afraid. Peter answered him, and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. It was wavy and windy when he got out of the boat. <laughs> it was wavy and windy the whole time they were in the boat. Amen. The circumstances were there to begin with, still there when he got out of the boat. When he put his foot on the water, circumstance did not change. Still windy, still wavy, Jesus has been walking on the circumstance for a couple of miles already. I said, Jesus has been walking on top of the circumstance for a couple of miles already. Circumstance never changed. Who cares? He walked on top of it. Are you hearing me tonight? Sometimes people think, well, my faith's not working. The circumstance hasn't changed. Walk on top of it. Walk on top of it. When Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Yay, Peter. Give him some credit. It's more than most of us have done. But when he saw the, that the wind was boisterous, 
he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. I never understood that he began to sink. I've never understood that phrase. <laughs> I don't know how much beginning to sink there is. Don't you just sink? <laughs> he began. <laughs> Even that was supernatural, I think. So he got out of the boat, began to walk on the water to Jesus. He's going, right? He's got a word from heaven, doesn't he? He's got a word from Jesus. What is it? Come. Now, if Jesus knew what was going to happen, how come he didn't tell him to stay in the boat? Peter, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I know you want to do it, but don't do it. Don't do it. They're going to write books about you. You're so impulsive. Everybody's going to know it. They're going to talk about it forever and ever and ever. Do not get out of the boat. You don't know what you're asking. No, because the Bible says that something pleases God. What is it? Faith. Peter said, Lord, if that's you, bid me come. In other words, if you're doing it, I can do it. Jesus said, well, come on then. Let's go. Let's go. Because faith pleases God. It pleases God when you get out of the boat. It pleases God when you're bold to step out on something that's impossible. It pleases God to read the Bible when you can't read. It pleases God for you to move your back when you couldn't move it before. It pleases God to say, I'm getting up today and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move around all day without any pain. That's what I'm going to do because I believe you, Lord. That pleases God. And so what if you get pain in two hours? You get up again and you say it again. Amen? You don't quit. Faith doesn't quit. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. Suddenly he thought walking on calm water would be much easier <laughs> than walking on wavy water. <laughs> They're both impossible. But we get this thought. Well, I, I thought it would be different when I started walking. And when we begin to receive from God, we sometimes get a picture in our mind of this is the way it's going to look. As soon as hands are laid on me, man, my whole life is just going to be different. I'm never going to have to think about it again. Never have to. And then suddenly it looks a little different than what you thought. And you went, wait a second, I'm wrong. I missed it. God didn't do it. Uh, and you sink. Because it looks different than you thought. What if it's still wavy and windy for a few days? You will quit. And you take God at his word. He said you could come. Yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> huh? What should Peter have done? Anybody got a clue? What should he have done? How does faith work? How does it operate? How is it released? Can anybody tell me? How is faith released? Action. Action and or words. 
instead of saying, Lord, save me, Peter should have said, here I'm coming. I'm coming. Here I come, Lord. Here I come, Lord. You said come. Here I come. I'm coming. Here I come. I'm walking. I'm walking, Jesus. I don't like it, but I'm walking. (laughs) Right? Here I come. Here I come. One step in front of the other. I thought it looked different, but I'm doing it. Here we go. I'm coming, Lord. Here I come. You said come. That's all I need. Remember the centurion? All I need is a word. Why do I only need a word? I understand orders. I understand authority. If you say it, that's all I need. You said it, therefore I can do it. It doesn't look the way I thought, but you said I could. You said I could. You said I could. You said I could. The pressure is on what he said, not what on I thought what I thought. Amen. The pressure is not on what I, what, even what I want. It's on what he said. He said, come. So I can come. I can keep walking. But thankfully, because God's so good, I don't think they swam back. Amen. Doesn't say they swam back. Jesus took him by the hand. I don't think Jesus decided to swim. He's been walking. Amen. Jesus will pick you up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Quit kicking yourself. Because you sank for a minute. Don't completely give up because you sank. Get back up with Jesus and walk again. Amen. He means for you to have what he said. Glory to God. Amen. Quit kicking yourself. Remember, we've been saying, relax. Yes, there's a responsibility to faith. There's a response to his ability. There is a response to his ability. That's our responsibility. It's not pressure. The enemy pressures. We respond to God's ability. If he said we come, we come. Doesn't look like what I thought. So, get a new thought. <laughs> you said I could come. Get your, get your mind off of what you thought it would look like and just do what he said. <laughs> Amen. It's like this. Well, let's, let's finish the story. Finish this event. <clears throat> Verse 31, and immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of, what's that next word? Little. Little. Wasn't he just walking on the water? So how much faith does it take to walk on water? Just a little. Just a little. How many of you can at least say you've got a little faith? Sure. Now that word little, interesting also is translated, are we ready for this one? Puny. Puny. don't use that word much, but, oh, you have puny faith. <laughs> but here's even a better definition of that word puny or little. Are you ready for this one? It means short-bursted. Short-bursted. And remember we were looking at those types of ground? One that had not much root. That's short-bursted faith. They received the word with gladness for a little bit, and all of a sudden circumstances and pressure comes, and they go, whoops. So he said, Oh, you of short-bursted puny faith, 
but it was faith. It was faith. Amen. He didn't tell him he had no faith. He just said it was short-bursted. You gave up. Then he says, why did you, what's that word? Big word. Doubt. Doubt. Why did you doubt? This word doubt means to stand in two places. To stand in two places. What was Peter doing? Walking on the water and also thinking, I can't walk on the water because it's water. (laughs) And you don't walk on water. There's an impossible thing happening here and my brain is taking over and I'm standing in two places going, I'm doing it, but how can I do it? My brain's telling me this is impossible. My heart's telling me I can. And then we side with the brain because our experience is with the brain. James tells us a double-minded man is what? Unstable in all his ways. Unstable in all his ways. Can you put the message translation up here by any chance? Message? Okay. The message, uh, you have that on your phone, Pastor? You have the message? James, first chapter. It's not really a translation. I know better than to say it's a translation. But sometimes the words help us see things a little bit better if you compare it to a real translation. Amen. James, the first chapter, Pastor. You got one? You got it? You go- Oh, it's oh, look, and it's so big. Thank you. I love this. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Where do we want to go here? Ask boldly, believingly, without a second thought. People who worry their prayers are like wind-whipped waves. (laughs) People who worry their prayers. Oh, Jesus, you know I have to read in my Bible. (laughs) Unstable. Don't think you're going to get anything from the Master that way. Adrift at sea, listen to this phrase, Keeping all your options open. (laughs) That's standing in two ways. Keeping all your options open. Well, in case this doesn't work. Are you hearing me tonight? Are you hearing us tonight? Keeping all your options open. People who worry their prayers. Thank you, sweetheart. People who worry their prayers are like wind-whipped waves adrift at sea, keeping all their options open. Uh, You know, I'm amazed at how many people request prayer on Facebook. (laughs) Have you you noticed? Please pray that I'll be healed or the doctors will find something or that the surgery is minimal or that the... (laughs) And everybody's going, amen, we're praying. For what? It all sounds good. Well, whichever one God wants to, it's multiple choice, God. (laughs) Whichever one you think is good for me at this point, I'll take, you know, whatever you can give. 
double-minded, keeping all your options open. There's, listen, there's not faith in that. Where's the expectation that God will pick one? That's not faith. We got to wake up. Amen. Amen. I said, we got to wake up. Let's be strong. Amen. Paul said, if any man draws back, my soul's got no pleasure in him. Listen, it takes guts. It takes guts. You've got opposition on this earth. The devil will accommodate those doubts. Amen. Like I said, he doesn't play fair. He's sneaky and he's crafty and he's mean. Don't think he's not. Amen. But the greater one, the greater one lives in you. And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen. But what's our destination? We started these meetings on Tuesday night identifying the you are here sign. Isn't that right? We started off with finding out where we are so we can receive. We got to know where we are. We can't think we're way up here when we're maybe over here. Amen. Because once again, we deceive ourselves and that doesn't help. We're not in where we need to be. Right? So what happens is we got the you are here sign, but where are we going? (laughs) There's a destination. Anytime you go somewhere, there's at least two points. A beginning and an ending. Right? Anybody use GPS? We're all accustomed accustomed to GPS these days, right? Praise the Lord. Everybody, Lissy's back. Because you're all watching her. So I thought I'd announce it. I know she's cute, but the show's up front. I love her too. She's amazing. But now listen, when you got GPS, you set a destination, don't you? Amen. You've got a destination in mind. Now today, uh, the pastors took me to the airport in Philadelphia because I needed to pick up a rental car for where I'm going tomorrow. And so they, we, we went on the way to the airport, but on the way back, it took longer. <laughs> it took longer to get back than it did to get there. Same distance. The only thing that changed was the amount of time it took. The distance is the same. The destination is the same. Amen. So, for example, Philadelphia Airport's approximately 45 minutes-ish to get there from here. Everybody agree? All right. So you set your destination for the airport. We're going to the airport. That's my healing. That's what God said. By his stripes, we were healed. Or hands were laid on me. And in the name of Jesus, the Bible said I'd be well. That's my destination. Amen? So we're going to the airport. On our way to the airport. We are not waiting for the airport to come to us. Right? We don't sit back and go, come on, I need to get somewhere. Bring the airport. I got a flight to catch. Bring the airport. No, we go toward the airport. We know where we are, so we know we've got a starting place, right? And we have God's word. That's our destination. His word is our destination. What he said is our destination. So we're on our way to the airport. Time's ticking. 
I'm sticking away. We have approximately a 45-minute drive. Well, what if there's something on the road you don't know is there? What if there's an accident ahead? What if it's snowing? What if it's raining really hard? Some of those things slow down your progress. It's not anything you did. Amen. It's not anything God did. It's just stuff happening that delays the progress. So what if it's 45 minutes have come and gone, and you're like, well, I'm not at the airport yet. They must have moved the airport. I don't know where they put it. Ordinarily, I'd be there by now. Somebody must have moved the airport. That's it. I don't know where it is anymore. I'm going home. Because I thought, I thought I'd be there by now. I thought I'd be there by now. But the destination is still programmed. Who quit? We did. I'm coming, Lord. Here I come. Doesn't look good. It's windy. It's wavy. But I'm still coming. I'm still coming. It's taking me longer than I thought. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Don't quit. How do you not quit? Speak the right thing. Say the right thing out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks. I've got it. I've got my healing. I'm, I'm on my way. I'm walking into it. I'm walking into it because the destination is what God said. It's not the way, it didn't even look the way I thought, but it's what God said. Amen. Your destination, let me clarify, your destination is not your desire. It's what God said. Your desire should line up with what God said, but we're not setting our destination simply based on a desire. Because like I said, a lot of people want it, don't expect it. Are you hearing me tonight? We've got to clarify these things. Amen. Because otherwise you, you, you kind of just generalize everything, you know, and just think, well, things take time, so I'm just going to meander through life. Well, there's a destination. There's a definite destination. It's what God said. If you don't know what he said, you've got no destination. You've just got desire to go somewhere. I'd like to find an airport somewhere. I know there is one somewhere. I'd like to get there. I don't know where it is. Don't know how long it takes to get there. But we'll see. No? Because you'll get discouraged pretty soon going, I have no idea where I am or how to get anywhere. <laughs> Huh? We set our GPS on what he said. What did he say? You'd be well. Yeah, but taking so long. Time is irrelevant. It's irrelevant with God. Doesn't mean things have to take a long time, it means time means nothing. It has no effect on God. We're the ones who have deadlines. People say, well, I'm like touching every nerve tonight, aren't I? Bam, 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 bam. It's like, we'll be glad when she's gone. We just want to help. Just so want to help you. 
I mean, if I could, Pastor, I know you feel the same way. Sometimes you just want to unzip people's head and put the word in there. Because <laughs> we just want you to be well. Amen. Amen. We just want you to receive what God has. Hallelujah. He so wants to give it so freely. And we get so cluttered up and, and tangled up and stuff. And so we get this thing sometimes we're like, well, hands were laid on me on Tuesday night. I'll know by maybe Wednesday of next week if I got anything. Where did that, where did that time thing come in? Where did we decide he needed a week? And if I don't see something in a week, then what happens? Well, I didn't get it. Well, who's the one who decided you didn't get it? You. Why? Well, I didn't, but I didn't get anything. Yeah, but you said... If I don't see it Wednesday, I got nothing. Who's going to help you with that? The devil. Why? The words came out of your mouth. You said, I'll know if I got anything by a certain day. That's not how you know you got something. How you know you got something is what God said. Not by your ultimatum. Well, I'll give God a week. Nothing happens. Then I'll, then I'll go. Then I'll go to the doctor. You might as well go to the doctor now. I said you might as well go to the doctor now. Because I'll tell you right now, you're going in a week. By what you just said. Yeah, but God could do something in a week, not with what you just gave Him to work with. Faith is now, friend. Faith is not next week. Faith is now. And now that now is gone. Now it's now. And now that both those nows are gone. Now it's now. So when is it? Always now. I'm not putting it off till next week. Are you hearing me? I'll be glad when this is over. No, get glad now. Get glad now. Why? Jesus is Lord. Get glad now. Why? He sent his word and healed us. Get glad now. Why? Because he said these signs will follow them that believe in my name. They'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. They'll be well. Praise God. I'm happy about that. Why? I believe it. I believe it. Why would you be unhappy? Because you don't believe it or don't expect it. Just want it. Amen. We got to be honest. Come on. We got to be honest. Can't sugarcoat these things. Otherwise, you'll go away going, yeah, some people got a couple of things, but not much happened. Why not? Well, I didn't really much expect it. Well, there you go. Well, she prayed for me and nothing happened. I'll tell you one thing. I didn't even pray. I haven't been praying. We've been ministering God's healing power to you. It's gone into you. I know it went into you. What are you going to do with it? Walk. Walk on water. Keep walking. Yeah, but I thought it looked different. So what? Keep walking. This is how we do it. This is how we do life with Jesus. We receive and we keep going. We keep moving. Why? Because he said so. That's what I got to walk on. What I've got to walk on is what he said. Hallelujah. 
I've walked on water I don't know how many times. As far as my finances or my body or other things are concerned, didn't look like I could do it, but boy, did I. Amen. Didn't look like we could do it, but boy, did we. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Didn't look like the bills were going to be paid, but boy, were they. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We gave God our tithe. Praise the Lord. Amen. Right off the top. Amen. Didn't look like we'd have something for the next whatever. And glory to God, we walked on water. Amen. Hallelujah. Can't get mad at that. He provided. Did it feel good? No. Did I care? No. Did I have a marvelous opportunity to put down fear? Yes. Did I have a marvelous opportunity? (laughs) Amen. Temptations to doubt? Sure, they come to everybody. There's a choice to fear. There's a choice for these things. Amen. I think too, too much of the body of Christ just takes what comes and thinks, oh, well, it didn't work this time. No, get over it. <laughs> get over that thought. He's faithful. We gave up. Mean on unbelief tonight. faith works faith works hallelujah and he loves you have you missed it have I missed it absolutely are you kidding me the thing I repent for is doubt more than anything else God I didn't I just man I didn't trust you I don't know why I didn't trust you on that I'm so sorry Amen. I'm not out robbing banks and, you know, out doing stuff people call sin. But I've been, I've been not believing him sometime, and I, I repent. Because he's faithful. Amen. Have we missed it? Sure we have. Can we get up again? Yes. Every time. Every time. Every time. Praise God. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter in the Amplified Bible, that some of the things that love does keeps no account of a suffered wrong. No account of a suffered wrong. God is not keeping track. Oh, come on. Shout somebody about that. You know how we do? I missed it again, Lord. What? What are you talking about? He's not keeping track. He's not going, I know. I knew you would. Like with Peter, come. He's not going, really? I don't know about this time. You remember last time you tried something? No, he hears faith. He goes, yeah, come on. Come on, keep going this time. Don't quit. Don't, don't quit this time. Get out and keep going. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Ah, I got you. <laughs> Now let's go again. Keep going, keep going. You do it with your kids. Riding a bike, you know, fell over. Oh, don't ever ride that bike again. Don't do it, don't do it. You know how much it hurt. Don't do it, don't do it. Nope, do it again. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Come on, you can do it. Right? You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. That's what he's doing. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Praise God. You can do it. 
Got your GPS set. We're going to the airport. (laughs) How are we going to get there? Happy. (laughs) We're going to get there happy. Amen. Kevin and I were in uh, the D.C. area one time and and on our way to a church and and um, this uh, uh, we got like we were about maybe like again like 45 minutes to where we were going. We we're staying in kind of a central location and doing a couple of meetings in different directions. And so we stayed in one place and we had about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour drive south of the D.C. area to get to this church. And uh, we knew it was going to be traffic, and so we allowed double the time to get there. We allowed ourselves two hours for a 45-minute drive. We got about two miles from our hotel, and we were stopped in traffic. And uh, this was before GPS, and so you didn't have the clock ticking down telling you when you were really going to get there, you know, or how long it was going to take. We had no clue when this was going to open up, if it was going to open up, right? We started getting a little uptight. You know, we're like, we gotta, we gotta get there. We, gotta, we're, this is this is getting uncomfortable. We're not we're not moving. We got we have a service tonight. We gotta get there, and and this is I I don't I don't like the way this is looking. I don't know when it's gonna change. That's how we do with circumstances, don't we? Uh, when's the symptom going? I don't know what this symptom is gonna leave. I don't know when it's gonna stop. I, I'm a little uncomfortable, and I'm a little miffed about it. To be honest with you, I don't really like it. I'm getting an attitude about it. I don't like it. I got places to go. I got stuff to do. I don't like this at all. I don't like that something stopped me. This is not fun. We're sitting there in traffic. We're getting a little antsy. We, we got well. And then we're, we're changing our plans. Well, when we get there, we will, we won't set up our equipment. We'll just. You know, we'll just we'll just come, we'll just teach. We won't do any music, but and then and, and that's what we'll do. And we'll do, you know, uh, 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 uh. yeah. All the options are open, baby. Standing in a couple of ways here. Yeah. And then it dawned on us: we could get there happy, or we could get there stressed. We're gonna get there when we get there. The time we get there will not change if we're uptight. It will not change if we're happy. (laughs) We're just going to get there when we get there. But we might as well get there happy and at rest and at peace. So we will use this time, put on some praise music, praise God, worshiped God, gave God praise and prayed for the service and kept ourselves at peace. So that when we got there, we had something good to give. <laughs> Instead of, oh, <laughs> well, that's going to bless everybody. No, you're going to get there when you get there. Jairus came to Jesus. He said, my daughter lies at the point of death. She's at the point of death. But if you'll come and you'll lay your hands on her, she'll be healed and she'll live. That's what he said. If you'll come and lay your hands on her, she'll be healed and she'll live. Jesus is on his way. He didn't run. He didn't hurry. He just he couldn't go anywhere in a hurry. There's like too many people around him. He's on his way to Jairus' house. The woman with the issue of blood comes, touches his garment. He feels power go out of him. Oh, this is exciting. Somebody just got healed. Who is it? He could have just kept going. 
I got things, I got things to do. I got I to go heal this little girl. She's at the point of death. We got to hurry. Yeah, but somebody just got healed. Oh, well, whatever. No. He's got time for everybody. Finds out who did it. The woman told him all the truth. How many of you know women can tell all the <laughs> truth? You're thinking that right now, aren't you? <laughs> tell him all the truth. Well, the first doctor, 12 years she had it, you know, so she's telling him a whole story. Jairus is going, that's my daughter. He's thinking she's at the point of death. She was already at the point of death. Jesus has given his time to this woman. I've got stuff. We we got it. We've got to go. Jesus, we've got to go. Jesus is going, really? And then what happened? <laughs> you can imagine Jairus getting all <sighs> knots. Stomach. That's real. I said, that's real. Amen. And just go, oh, don't be afraid. No, you've got you to do something with it. You've got to get rid of it. What did he say to Jesus at the beginning? If you'll get there and lay your hands on her, she'll be healed and she'll live. GPS. If he gets there and puts his hand on her, she'll be healed and she'll live. And then what happened? Mark tells us the guy's story. She suffered many things with many physicians and was nothing better but rather grew worse. That's the guy version. <laughs> Meanwhile, people come from Jairus' house. You needed to laugh. People came from Jairus' house <laughs> and said, um, don't, don't bother him anymore. She's gone. It's too late. That's real. That's real. What is Jesus' reaction then to it's too late? He turned to him and he said two things. Don't be afraid. Only believe. Is time a big deal with God? Apparently not. As long as he can get there. Because he's still going to get there. He's faithful. Friends, he's faithful. Glory to God. Your mind has told you all kinds of stuff, and the enemy has told you all kinds of stuff concerning time, concerning symptoms, concerning all these stuff. They are irrelevant when the word is there. And the power is delivered. So you can say, hands were laid on me. The power of God went into me, and it's working. It's working. Yeah, but I don't see it. Yeah, but I don't. No, I don't care. It's working. Brother Hagen tells a testimony of he had an issue where when he was a young man, a teenager, he had had many things, you know, that he was healed of. But he all of a sudden had this uh, issue where all of a sudden half of his face was paralyzed. He's a teenager. Half his face was paralyzed. He couldn't shut his eye. And when he smiled, he said the other side of his mouth went all the way to the other side because this one didn't move, you know. And uh, his face was paralyzed. He said, I'm going to go down to the full gospel church. And uh, pastor's going to pray, you know, anointment with oil. 
prayer of faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise him up. And uh, so he went, and he went with his, uh, this young lady named Imogene Alexander. I love this story. So Imogene, he said, was a short little girl, and, his, and her mom was real short too. And so they walked to church, and the pastor prayed and anointed him with oil. And he says, I don't even know what the pastor said. I'm just waiting for him to say amen because that's where I'm going to release my faith. So they're on their way back after church. He said nothing changed on his face. Nothing changed. Didn't look any different. He says, we ran under a street light, and Imogene says, you don't look healed. He says, well, I got healed at whatever time it was, 8.30 at night or whatever, you know. Pastor laid his hands on me, anointed me with oil, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. He says, I'm already healed. She goes, well, you don't look healed. He says, well, I am healed. So they get home, and she says to her mom, she goes, Mama, does Kenneth look any different than he did when we left here? She goes, what, what am I looking for? And he said, I laughed because they were both looking up at me like this. And he said, when I laughed, you know, this corner of my mouth went all the way over here. This one didn't move at all, you know. And uh, didn't look any different. They said, well, you don't look healed. He said, well, I am healed. I got healed a couple hours ago. He went to sleep that night, couldn't even close this eye. He had to, push, he had to pull his eye closed because he, he said, every time I closed my eye, it just would go back open. He said, finally, uh, I, just, I just shut one eye and fell asleep with one eye open and one eye shut. <laughs> said, it didn't look any different. He said, but I was healed. Next morning, he got up perfectly well. He said, first place I went to was the Imogene's house. <laughs> and she says, well, I see you got healed this morning. He said, no, I got healed last night. She said, well, you didn't look healed. He said, well, I was healed. Amen. Amen. That's how we do. We're going to get there if we don't quit. If we don't quit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Say, Jesus Jesus is my healer. healer. Jesus Jesus is my healer. healer. Jesus is my healer. Do you believe it tonight? Hallelujah. Come on, let's rejoice like it's so. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because it is so. It is so. Jesus, you're our healer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise your name, Jesus. Praise your name. We believe you. We believe you. Here we come, Lord. Here we come. We're walking. We're walking. Glory to God. One foot in front of the other. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We rejoice because it's true. We rejoice because it's done. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You say, what are you so happy about? Because His Word is true. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm happy about it. I'm happy about it. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Woo! Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you that your word is true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you. Thank you. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You need to worship God right now. I'm telling you. Get your happy on. 
Get your happy on right now. Hallelujah. Stir yourself up. Glory to God. Stir yourself up tonight. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Before you see it. Before you see it. Glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How, what would you do if you saw what you were looking at? Praise God. What if you saw the need met? What would you do then? That's what you do now. That's what you do now. Hallelujah. We don't wait to rejoice. We rejoice before we see it. Hallelujah. Why? We trust Him. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Glory. Glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, what are you doing? This is what I do when I need something. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I rejoice. Glory to God. Ha, 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 ha. Woo. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're so faithful. You're so good. You're so good. You're so good. So good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. By your stripes, I was healed. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I'm healed. I'm so glad I'm well. Oh, thank you, Lord. I see it. I see it. I see it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 How do you... <laughs> praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. David said, with all that is within me, I praise your name. What would it look like if you did it with all that was within you? Praise the Lord. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Is that how happy you get? You must not have had anything that ever made you happy. Has anything ever made you happy? Glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Glory to God. Yeah, yeah, ha, 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 woo, woo, praise the Lord, glory, glory, glory to God, yeah, 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 praise God, hallelujah, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, glory to God, glory to God, hallelujah, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Ha, 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 
Listen, if, if, if there's something that makes you, something, I mean, something else that you just really love and makes you happy and puts a smile on your face, and, it, and, and your expression right now is anything less than that, You're like, man, I, I love this more than I love anything else, whatever it is I'm doing. And I, I, I get happy. If I just think about it. And I'm like, ooh, I'm going to go fishing or whatever it is, you know. And people are like, ooh, that's, oh, that's going to be awesome. I can't wait to get there. Mm, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. And then you're in here going, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Don't tell me you can't get happy. Well, it's not my style. It's not my style. You can get happy about anything else. You can get happy about this. I said, if you can get happy thinking about anything else, you can get happy in the presence of the Lord. Oh, but yeah, but that's weird. No, it's not. David said, who heals all my diseases? Who forgives all my, oh, I am happy. I am happy about that. I'm glad about that. Oh, yes, I am. Yes, I am. Oh, yes, I am. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Yes. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're talking about how to keep it. We're talking about how to keep it. You, you start to get discouraged, you just turn on your happy. You just start thinking about him, what he said. Yeah, what he said. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, come on, time to get happy about it again. Time to get happy about it again. You get all sour-faced. You're sinking. You're not making it to the airport with that kind of attitude. We rejoice. Why? Because he said so. Because he said it's done. Because he's working in us. Because we trust him. Hallelujah. This is how we keep it. I said this is how we keep it. Glory to God. This is how we keep it. Amen. We don't just keep it by going, I'm, I'm standing. I'm just, I'm just standing. Y'all agree with us. We're, we're, we're standing. <laughs> no, we're standing. Because he's faithful. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Somebody's stomach's being healed right now. Somebody's stomach's being healed right now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Your stomach's being healed right now. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 
Glory, glory, glory to God. Right now, right in this atmosphere, in the atmosphere, He inhabits the praises of His people. He inhabits. He's here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise your name. Praise your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Your healing's right there in your mouth. (laughs) Right there in your mouth tonight. Praise the Lord. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ha, 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 ha. Woo! Praise the Lord. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're here tonight and you have not had hands laid on you, uh, but you desire to have hands laid on you, come. Praise the Lord. You've been waiting for tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Or if you're here tonight, And you realize, I have finally made a connection. (laughs) I've made my connection tonight. I have been here before. I have had hands laid on me. But I made another connection tonight. I made a new connection tonight. Maybe where your hope was concerned, your expectation, or your joy, or your rejoicing, whatever it is that made your connection tonight. And you need to have hands laid on you. We'll do it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Woo! Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What is it you came for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Step up here just a little bit closer if you would. You mind? Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we minister God's healing power to you right now. In Jesus' name, be healed. Be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What about you tonight? What's What's up? Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. We close off that place in our heart, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? You don't have to, because He loves you perfectly. You can open that wide up to Jesus. Wide open to Jesus. Praise God. Praise God, and He'll heal all of it. Amen. Don't close any part of that off because he wants to get in there. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So are you ready to expect something different? In Jesus' name. Be healed. In the name of Jesus. That's it. That's it. That power went into you, sister. That power went into you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on up here. What's going on? Ringing in your ears. Yeah. But you'll know when it stops. I will absolutely Because the only direction we're going is forward. We're not looking back. We're not going back. We're only going forward. We're going forward. Amen. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. 
we minister God's healing power to you right now. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, I know it's kind of noisy in here right now, but when it gets quiet, you'll tell. You'll tell. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. In Jesus' name, be healed now in the name of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, open, 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 open. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Isn't he good tonight? I said, isn't he good tonight? Isn't he good? He's good. You're so good. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. He's good and his mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. Amen. Hallelujah. You're going to keep it? I said, you're going to keep it? going to keep it you know how to keep on walking amen praise the lord god bless you thank you for receiving from us all this week thank you for every seed you've sown praise the lord uh we believe that the impartations were made in each one of us amen we're going to keep what god has given us amen praise the lord pastor hallelujah